Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 16 of the Nonsense Podcast. This week, we're joined by Rishi Ball. Some of you may know him as the frontman of a punk rock band called Eternal Boy. Some of you may know him as the founder of Four Chord Fest. He is a man of many talents. He's extremely well-spoken and also very business-minded, a super smart businessman. Um, He came from the scene just like all of us, and I think it's very cool to see where he is right now and the success he's had over the past few years with Four Chord Fest and also with his band, Eternal Boy. So without further ado, enjoy the episode, and we'll see you next week. I'm actually really excited that we got you on because I, I have a really funny story. It's not really funny, but it, you know, it's kind of funny. I love stories. Um, I've actually, we've talked before. Really? Yeah, I guess all so, three of us had the same stories. I got another one to add after this. <laughs> so I hope it's I, good. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so I saw that like four chord. You know, they posted the lineup this year, which is as always an awesome lineup, and I was really excited. So I was like, hey, you know what? Um, let's see, like what what next year is like. So I emailed you, and I well, I emailed somebody before that, and they said that you were the guy to contact about you know, um, you know, like the the talent for the um for the festival so and you were i think at first like i sent a very unclear email and it was like and you were like you're like uh yeah no the lineup's already set for this year like clearly we just like you guys put out the flyer like everywhere and i was like no 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 i meant for like 2021 like what's up with that and, and you're like oh well you know we're not really looking into that right now until like the festival kind of concludes this summer right um so i was like all right, well, what's the process for that? And you're like, well, you know, if I'm looking for like, you know, these more local bands, I'm going to look for somebody who has draw. And like immediately when I read that email, I was like, yeah, we don't have that. Like, <laughs> well, let me, let me explain myself. I mean, you got, you got to understand. I mean, like, first of all, I am in a band that, you know, grinds and tours and, and, oh, yeah. and does the whole, the whole bit. So if anybody understands, you know, a band hitting some, I've hit up, I mean, every festival you could think of to try to get my band on. And, from, and I've tried everything from being a dickhead. Can I swear on this? Yeah, you're good yeah, to go. Absolutely. Okay. You um, can say, fuck, 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 and you fuck, 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 if you want. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've, I've been, tried the dickhead approach. So, you know, it's, it's ironic now, because I don't know if you saw, I, I made an announcement today about the show, the, the festival being postponed. Yeah. Um, but, but ironically enough, you know, we actually are looking at 2021 now. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> now that the uh, obviously that, that I postponed, but it's a super hard position to be in sometimes because, like, I want to help. I am you, you know. We are each other. Yeah, we are the yeah. same band in many ways, you know, in the sense of trying to you know spread our name and do our own thing. But you know, it's really tough sometimes because obviously this is a huge risk, not only financially, um, yeah. but you know, even just in terms of like making sure the festival does well. So you know, I really try to like hook up like the the bands that have hooked us up. Then I try to hook up my friends from Pittsburgh who are in bands that I know are going to help, you know, draw. And really, I'm at the point now where, like, there's got to be a hook for some of the bands that are on it, you know? Totally. Yeah. But that's actually kind of how you and I met was actually back, I must say, four or five years ago when you were still Space Pimps. Right. You were on, you were on the road with Survey Says. Nice. Which, for anyone who listens, <laughs> they're also – they're now keep flying. But right. uh, uh we played with you at my place pizza in Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. I, rem- I remember was, that show. My old, my old band one for the Braves played with you guys. I and, remember uh, that band. Yeah. And you and I hung out talking like Bill and Colin and like just old music. And you were actually telling me at that time, I think, 
I think you would like just started four court. I did. I, I, it's it's awesome to see how much that's grown from that conversation that you were telling me about it because it sounded awesome when you were telling me. And it's awesome to see that like, you know, now you here you are four or five years later and you have Blink One Eight Two headlining. Yeah, I mean, dude, I remember that conversation. I remember, I remember the show. That was the first show of that tour with Survey Says, and I, I mean, I remember that whole situation. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the first year I did it. The first year that Four Court happened was, uh, it was the Wonder Years, Real Friends, Modern Baseball, and Turnover. And and you know, if any, yeah, if anybody knows me though, they know that like I'm a traditionalist. As now, as you revealed, our conversation was about Melon Collin and like older school you know, punk bands. Like, I don't really like a lot of the new pop punk, like if you can call it that. I mean, obviously I don't dislike it. It's all it's all in the same ballpark of each other, you know, in terms of even the stuff that I that I grew up listening to that I still love. But, you know, I, I uh that's a really weird lineup when I say it out loud because like other than the Wonder Years, which we actually toured with very early on with them and with us with when we were the Space Fems, other yep. than the Wonder Years, like I really had no idea who the other bands were, believe it or not. Right. Wow. Um, this is like 2014, and I should have known, but like again, like I just was never part of that world, other than with the Wonder Years. Um, so like, and then Modern Baseball blew. I mean, humongous turnover. Yeah. Like one of the biggest bands now. You know, it's 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 just weird how shit turns out, man. It, it really, I, you know, I never, I never planned for any of this to happen. I mean, my you your goal is like, oh yeah, dude, we're gonna get Blink because like Blink is Blink. Right. And yeah. like, I never <laughs> thought in any stretch of the imagination that that would be a reality, and it's just like. It's just like, of course, the once-in-our-lifetime virus comes out and attacks oh. the whole United States and world, and now, you know, I got to postpone it. But, you know, right. it is yeah, it it's is. just, it's just yeah. like, what do we do now? And we, we did all this, and then this happens. It is. Yeah. It is. But you now have your foot in the door for, you know, years to come, too, <laughs> with these spectacular bands. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I mean, really, you know what's really funny is that, like, the bands have little say in a lot of this. You'd be surprised. No you know, way. it's really, it's their agents that, that handle all of that. You know, you approach their agent and, you know, you have to create a relationship with the agents and then the agents present the offer and what it is to the bands and the bands ultimately decide. But, you know, the, the cool thing is, is that, I mean, it's funny that I announced today and now I'm talking about it. It's weird. I, I do everything by myself. Like the festival is just me. Um, the marketing, the promotion, the talent buying. There's no, oh my there's God. no parent company there is no so, anything congratulations that's insane on this that's awesome year. that's yeah you know it's, it's and it's so that's weird exponential growth too. it has it really has but you know talking about it out loud particularly today when i announced it's postponed um you know you work so hard man and it, it, it i mean this is years in the making man and last year i had the offspring but last year i had blink confirmed and and the what happened was is that i had blink confirmed they said put some money aside for the support that they're going to bring on this tour. And then about two weeks before they announced their, their, the 2000, I guess, 19 tour, they, I, they told me that Lil Wayne was the support. And I was like, yo, like, I can't have that, uh, you know, on it. So, so they were like, well, how about the offspring? And I was like, sure. But it's, it's, it's just such, it's so like, it's so bittersweet. Cause like the new, I have a new date. I'm not announcing it yet. I have all the bands like already ready to roll with it, but I'm, I'm trying to hold off until some, some of this shit calms down with the virus. But this is very, it's just a very weird time, man. I can't even really put it into words the time. Right. It, it's, it's insane. I mean, like, you know, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> luckily he has a job where he, he's still working from home, but both I, I, I do real estate and I work part-time in a hardware store. And like, oh, I'm wow. not doing, I'm not doing anything at the moment. I mean, do I mean, are, are hardware stores considered essential business? They are, but I was part. I was a part time there because I, I do the real estate too. Right. So when they had to cut fifty percent of the staff, I was part of that fifty percent. That's such a bummer, dude. I mean, it's it's you know, it, 
anytime you feel like it's bad, like, you know, there's 30 million other people who filed for unemployment that are do- dealing with this too. So, right. Yeah. But so Rishi, can you walk us through, like, how did all this get started? I mean, it's been what you said, five years and now you're, you have blink and, you know, four years strong and, the offspring like these are legends in the game right now. it's weird saying it out loud again man like i, I really i'm not, i'm just <laughs> yeah. i'm just a dude that loves pop punk i'm sure you have to pinch yourself i really do <laughs> i really do i mean it's it's really I, I wish i could have i wish there was a great story behind it but really in 2015 i, I was just super frustrated um with our local scene i, I was really you know i i you know the scene really is, is has diminished at the time and i still i don't know if it's really what it was um, during, you know, heydays of pop punk and so on and so forth. But I was really frustrated because a lot of, you know, my friends and my band, we could not get on national tours if, if no matter how hard we tried, you know, whether it was survey or whether it was, you know, patent pending or like our boys, like whether it was, um, you know, a band from there now, they used to be called Harbor. It's funny. All of our friends changed their names of band, but in Harbor, I remember hmm. we, we played with them actually in, Vermont and Stacy's basement. Oh, dude, that's sick. Now they're a band called Fortune Cove and they're actually signed to my record label, which is called Four Chord Music. Um, but nice. but the, uh, we just couldn't get on these national packages and it was so frustrating. And so I was just like, yo, like, I'm just going to do a, a festival, like whatever, you know, see how it goes and ended up getting, you know, the Wonder Years. And then the year after that, I was like, well, you know, I want to bring it more into like my neck of the woods with like pop punk and my, you know, my genre. So I got Yellow Card the second year. That was the year that they were breaking wow. up. Um, and then the year after that, I was like, oh, like maybe I need to like, get like, uh, you know, more of like the popular band. So I got Mayday Parade for the third year. Um, you know, the fourth year was one of my favorite years ever. I got the starting line to reunite. Um, yeah. Oh and, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's my generation's type band. That's so yeah. cool. So they reunited for that. It was the Wonder Year. Or it was, uh, sorry, the uh, starting line in State Champs. Uh, dangerous summer. It ended up being huge. Wow. Then, then the year after that, it was uh, Bayside, Less Than Jake, Anti Flag, More Punk. Then I went to the <laughs> Offspring, and now it's Blink. I mean, I, I just don't have a great story other than I was just fed up. I was fed up with Live Nation. I was fed up with, uh, you know, AEG. I was fed up with these massive corporate conglomerates. And, you know, to be perfectly frank, it's I mean, not that they'll hear this, but there's a big uh, promotion company in Pittsburgh that does a venue called Stage AE. It's a a 2,500 cap indoor venue that also has a 5,000 cap outdoor venue. And it's, it's uh, the in-house promoter is a place called Promo West. They're from Columbus. And, you know, I was real frustrated that Pittsburgh and uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers are part owners of the venue that they brought in this Columbus wow. promoter to do these shows. And it is exclusive. Like you cannot get in that venue unless you're on the tour package. So I'm just fed up. I still am fed up if you can't tell, you know, I just kind of think that, you know, punk and pop punk is really DIY and like, it's gotta be kept that way. You know, I mean, you know, Kevin Lyman and Warped Tour, like when he realized it was something he couldn't really keep the way that he wanted it, he, he said, fuck it. And, he, and it's done, you know, cause Kevin gets that ethos. Um, but you know, I was just frustrated. I think that's really the whole mantra behind it. It's just kind of like a big middle finger to the corporate places. And I'll tell you what, uh, live nation last year came to me and said, we want to partner with you on four chord. And I was like, no, we're not doing it. And I told they, – they knew I was wow. trying to get Blink. And they said, you're never going to be able to get Blink. And fuck you, Live Nation. Blink is there this year. So. <laughs> That's, this whole, that whole story is amazing. I mean, the, you know, I know to you, you're like, oh, I was just frustrated. There's no great – there really is a great story because, you know, there, I, I mean, I tried I – took, I took a stab at just booking around Poughkeepsie a, a while back. It, it's no easy feat. And, it's, 
you know, especially when you're just a, a person in a band who's trying to bring more bands in, exactly. help your band, help a scene. It's really not an easy feat. So to hear that, you know, you're just someone who got frustrated and really put his nose to the brimstone I, and uh, grinds and just got this going is really a great story. It is. Well, I mean, you guys have what? It, it, the big venue in Poughkeepsie is a chance? Yes. Is that, yeah. is that, a, is that corporately booked or how does that work now? They don't really have like an in-house. So like I, I was there. I promoted there with a with a company called Out of Nowhere Booking. I did it with my friend Nikki, and our biggest. We didn't do a lot. We were there for maybe about a year. And the biggest thing we did was uh, we did uh, with the punches oh, cool. reunion along with City Lights. That's cool. Good. good so good we had we, yeah. So we had that, and that was like the big thing. And then we were kind of out. But they kind of just they have like their own in-house booking. But they, anyone really comes there with like a show in mind. They have like a fee. You can rent the room and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we played there. I played there once as a space pimp years ago. But it was, it's a cool venue. I mean, you know, I mean, there's no question. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I grew up going to shows in fire halls. I grew up going to shows in VFWs. You know, let me like, I remember right. in Pittsburgh when I was in when I was like, a, I don't know, like a sophomore in high school. Like, uh, and I'm probably I'm older than you guys, but but the uh, I remember Fall Out Boy came to pittsburgh it was the first tour they did signed to fuel by ramen and there's a, a band from pittsburgh that are legends that were on fueled called punchline that are really really good dudes and they brought them, great band uh, they brought them on their yeah they really are and they brought them on their first tour of the u.s and they played a vfw like outside of pittsburgh and like dude like that is like i saw something corporate play though like spittlefield acceptance mxpx like all of these bands came to vfws wow. it's like i know that i'm never going to get blink in a vfw but at least the ethos is still <laughs> the same with four right yeah what you've done is you it's like you've applied you know what all these you know smaller promoters are doing in these local scenes and you brought it to like a warp tour well it's it's certainly stressful i'll tell you that much and and it's super and and like when i say there's nobody else i mean there's nobody else it's like it's like me and my friends and my and my wife and like like we just like you know we just fucking grind dude i mean like it's 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 nonstop. my best friend in the world is a lawyer so like he does all the legal work for me. I'm, I'm not joking. There's like at least thirty, forty thousand dollars of legal work with these. I mean, these contracts with these with like these oh bands are seventy five pages long. Um, so it's yeah, it's Holy it's. Shit. I've learned a lot. You know, I've learned a lot through it all. It, it's a blast. It's stressful, but like really, what is not? If you don't stress about something, you don't work your ass off on something. Like it doesn't feel as good when you look out there and you're like, dude, this is fucking happening. You know, like it, it's, right. it's really cool. I mean, you guys, honestly, you guys, if you guys want to come even just come check it out, like I'll take care of you guys this year. Like you got to come check it out at least. I yeah. would love to. Road trip, I'll hook you guys up for sure. Dude, I live in Jersey now. So I'm oh, where in closer. Jersey are you? Jersey oh, wow. city. You're in the fucking hotbed of this shit, dude. Oh, oh uh, yeah. I'm, so luckily my parents live upstate New York. So once my work said we could work from home, oh, I was cool. like, I'm out. You know, yeah, it, not not worth. Oh no, my with sister lives in Manhattan, so I know what it's like, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm like, I can't be locked down and you know inside. So you for guys, that long. you guys are in the same band. Yes. And so, like, how did yes, how did you guys get started? Like, what do you like? What's your guys like? Mo? Like, what are you guys doing? How are you grinding? How are you torn? Like, what is your strategy right now? Well, at the moment, uh, we're kind of making it up as we go along. Nice. But so. Uh, Avery, our guitarist Avery and myself, uh, we were in what makes, uh, we were in what, we were in one for the breakups when we played with you and we, we ended that and I think it was 2018, summer 2018, we Mm -hmm. stopped doing that 
and decide that we're going to keep going. And him and I actually put together, we had some friends come in and we put together that first EP we, we put out as what makes sense, fear and loathing in the Northeast. And then we put out our first single in October, 2019, played our first show after we, we found Aaron, Nick and mm-hmm. Eddie. And uh, we played our first show December of 2019. I wasn't even <laughs> there. No, you didn't play that one. We got you, he, came, <laughs> yeah. he came later. We played in uh, Philly with Goalkeeper, which nice. actually Mark was the one. He's like, you need to hit up Rishi. And I was like, Mark's right. a good dude. Great dude. He's, I, I love Mark. He's awesome. And Goalkeeper, they're, they're really sweet yeah, dudes. They're one of the bands that's like a great example of good things happening Agreed. to good people. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. So we and yeah, we played with them. We we uh, did a weekender with this band, Real Talk from Maine, and we played uh, Philly and Long Island. We stayed at Mark's uh-huh. house. Actually. We did. We stayed. So over you met Mark's. his dogs. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. did. Oh my god. <laughs> and then uh, we had a bunch of shows. We had a uh, weekender planned for beginning of April with uh, Sunday morning from Connecticut and the Ever After from Long Island, and that ended up falling through courtesy of Corona. So right now we're just kind of. Making it up. So your guys' first show was was yeah. just in December. Wow, good yeah. for you. Good for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but and we have we have two new songs we just recorded. They're just rough at the moment. That we're hoping to drop some singles here cool. pretty soon. Yeah. So that was like the frustrating part was that it was like we finally kind of got our footing in like okay, you know, we'll, we're able to play shows now. You know, our work schedules are cleared up, and then everything just falls apart. But. I think, you know, right now we're we're doing our best to not, like, get right. discouraged about it because it's like, we mm-hmm. just started. Yeah. You know, we're not like, this isn't our livelihood. We don't have to, you know, tour around to, like, you know, pay the bills. Like, this was just something that, you know, for the time being is right. a hobby, but we want to make it a big Definitely. part of our lives. So We need uh-huh. to uh, pick up our, our social media presence. Though. That's the one that we've, we've been kind of lacking there because uh... – you know, like we are separated, as like I said before, like the other the other four are all still still working pretty regularly, except for me. Yeah, so. I mean it's tough, man. I mean, it's, I mean it's tough to be an independent band without coronavirus. Now you take the legs out of independent bands to be able to play shows. It's like, what are they supposed to do? Right. Yeah, but like, you know, at least for the time being, I think in you know doing this podcast too gave us the opportunity to kind of pick up on those conversations that we would have been able to have, you know, on the road when we, you know, meet new people right. and stuff like that. And, but I think this also provides a little bit more of a platform where, you know, it's a little bit more of a controlled environment and, you know, we can sit down and have conversations with people like you where we're able to go through everything yeah. and learn. And I think it's been fantastic. Some of the people That's we've great. spoken to um, and just getting background, you know, that I probably wouldn't have otherwise, you know, I think it's really, I think the podcast right. is a really good idea. I wish I would have thought of it before you. Now I'd just be stealing it from you if I did it. But the, um, this is, this is props to Aaron. <laughs> this is all Aaron's no, idea. He said, he said, I had like, yeah, uh, I was bored on like a Tuesday. I was like, well, you want to do this? <laughs> he like sent a text to the group chat. He's like, yeah, Yo, you guys want to do a podcast? And immediately I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really how the best idea started. It's like nonchalant, not really trying to make it anything cool. And then it becomes something cool. Yeah, we like it didn't have enough of a plan to be like, all right, well, we can fuck <laughs> this up. It's just like there there is no, you know, framework to it. So you can't mess up what's, yeah. you know, not there. It's all it's all in the name. It's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually yeah. true. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> exactly. But um Rishi, I so I wanted to make sure. sure that we spoke about two things on this. So we spoke about four chord, which 
I didn't know you ran all that. So that is an incredible story in and of itself. And I can't wait to publish this <laughs> podcast and share it. But I also want to talk cool. about Eternal Boy because I got a chance to listen to you guys once uh, Adam shadow, shot, shot over your mm-hmm. contact info to me. And yeah, you guys just have, I have to say, one of like the best sounds. And it's just oh, yeah. so natural. It's not like oh, tacky at all. You know, like to your point before, there there truly is a second wave Definitely. of like pop punk where it, it is a little bit lighter and it's, you know, trying to cater to, mm-hmm. you know, a younger audience now. But like this is just it's very well fitting and it sounds fantastic. It's very reminiscent. Like Philly has a great scene. I have to say you guys um, have been listening to you. I've been listening to, you know, obviously goalkeeper, right. midfield. Well, we're, we're from Pittsburgh. You have a very blossom. Yeah, they're Pittsburgh. Yeah, so oh, yeah? We're, we're, we're six hours apart. But, oh, like, man. again, like, we, we know all those dudes. Didn't do my research. You know what I, yeah, you know what it, I love about your music, though? I was listening to you guys today. And I, I've listened to you guys before. And I was listening today. And I was just really kind of thinking about it. And you were coming uh-huh. on tonight. One of the biggest things I love about you guys is that your music, you know, you. I've always said with pop punk that you need to have something familiar yet different. And you guys, like, I listened to your song and I found something different that I liked in everyone. Like, I think it was brand oh, new, nice. me. And I, I think it, I, like, that song especially, like, I immediately started thinking of, like, nice. Shows, you know? I love that fucking song. Like, that dude. was immediately <laughs> the vibe I got. And it's just, and like, you, the, uh, what was the other one that came on? I think it was Party yeah. Foul. Had like mo- a little more like newfound glory, and even like a little bit of like the newer era. Cool, yeah. I mean, and it was it was a really good mix. And it's, I think I mean, it's yeah, Turtle Boys is, is the reason why. I mean, I, again, we were called the Space Pimps for years. So like, you know, again, it's not really the socio political climate to really have that name, and it was just dumb. We got yeah. stuck with it years ago, <laughs> and we ended up like you know, like touring a lot and getting, you know, big, we thought we couldn't abandon it, but I'm glad we did in 2017. But the um, Eternal Boy, I mean, I wouldn't have done four chord. I never would have met half of my friends. I mean, like the, the what music has given to me it, I, is inexplicable in terms of friendship memories. I, I just can't even believe you would ask me like my senior year in high school, like that we would have toured Japan and China and Europe and Canada and the U.S. and done the world wow. tour four times over. Like, I never would have in a million years ever guessed that that would have been in my cards, let alone like, you know, we have, we have a billboard album, you know, like, I'm, like it, we got, we, we have five, we had our last album, Arcor Face charted on five of the billboard top 200 charts. Like I never, I know, man, Congrats. Like, it's, it's just, I, I don't know, man, there's something about pop punk for me that, that is liberating it's, but it's, it's always about never taking yourself too seriously, you know, it's, it's, that, it's just that blink you know, mantra that, that really sits with me. But I think that, you know, in general, I think being in a band is not easy. Uh, I, you know, it's, I wish I could go back to the early, early days and really take in what we were experiencing. Like, you know, like I, when I was 19, we did the entire warp tour, you know, like I, it's just like, I wish I would have realized then that like sleeping on top of vans in in deserts was like going to be the memory that I have for the rest of my life, you know, or like, having breakfast with Haley from Paramore when, when they played this side stage for four people every day that Haley was going to be a star. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I never, I wish I could sit down and, and really, um, really appreciate it all. But, but I mean, it's really not easy to be in a band. Like, things have to happen by accident. You got, you have to have a grind level that is like second to none. That's what the keep flying guys, man. Like they are the grindiest of grind bands that I've ever come across in my life. 
They really are. I mean, we had we had we just oh, John yeah. on, and like, I mean, he him especially. I mean, he's been doing this. I think he said since like oh five, yeah. and it's he's just. I mean, I can look back through like every band I've like ever really like that got me like the Wonder Years or Four Years Strong or a lost like all these like newer era. And I'm saying newer is in like sure. late two thousands like second wave tens bands and this like that second wave. And he just was like his face was in like every single one of them. He's he was there and he's just. I mean, he was telling us when he was on this this quarantine is the longest yeah, he's been I home. In I years. was just talking and, to him. He's just he grinds so hard, and he's so he's really such a great he, guy to talk he is. to too. You know, I mean, you know, well. I mean, we talk about the word grind, and like, like I know what it's like to grind, but the way that John is grinded is like, or Henry even like, I I just really really commend them for essentially, you know, taking a risk and putting you know what we would call normal life on hold, you know, for 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 whatever. Right. But it's it's it is. Uh, the grind is real, man. I mean, like, I, I love it. I, th- I, I'm kind of at the point of my life where, like, I like, I love to grind, but I'd rather work smarter, um, as it, when it comes to the band than necessarily, you know, work harder. Um, I think that there's ways now that that we can really, you know, not come home from tour and and be broke. You know, I mean, like, that's not something I'm interested at 30. You know, it's not something I'm interested in in, in doing. Right. So, like, there's ways to like really strategically plan the band now. You know, other people would disagree with that, and I've had many discussions with 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 other bands like about that mentality. Uh, you know, but I just think that the kids don't go to shows the way they did. You know, I, you know, eighteen to nineteen year olds, seventeen year olds, like they're not stoked to go to a show. Like this is a generation that has lived, and I don't know how old you guys are, but you know, like this is a generation of people that that are are predisposed to to a digital form of communication. Um, and I just don't, right. I just don't think that they want to go to a sweaty fire hall in the basement of some shithole on a college campus that, that you might die from going, you know I mean? Like, I don't think they're interested in doing that. So I think there are ways to, I'm interested in doing that, but I mean, some people aren't. Um, so, I, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't until I get it. Like we're, we're not that far behind your age. Like I'm, I'm right. I'm 26, Aaron's 25 and you know, I'll be, yep. you know, and, we definitely see it. You know, there's a lot of venues we go to and I sit there and I look and I'm like, none of my friends. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and like, we're playing those venues. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's really, t- I just, I just know back in the day, like when we would do shows, like when I was 18, like every fucking person I knew would come. Cause they're like, yo, what? Like YouTube wasn't really a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, they're yeah. like, we, we can see you perform live. And like, like it, it was just like so novel and fun. Now it's just kind of like, well, I saw them on YouTube and I, they're on my Spotify save lists it's like why the fuck would i go so it's just really hard to get the consumer to get excited anymore and i look try to look at those bands that make it make people excited you know like like i think i'm not a huge fan of neck deep but like i'm really interested in what they do you know what i mean like i'm interested in the way they 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 present themselves i'm interested in the way that they kind of like have this i don't give a fuck mentality and kind of just like i i I like their brand you know what i mean but but it's 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 a very tough time to be a band take the coronavirus away it's a tough time to be a band yeah right and that, that, that's that's kind of where we're at too like aaron was saying before you know like at the moment you know this is this is just a weekender thing for us we'd like it to 100 percent be more and if we can get it there we, we yeah, want to absolutely but it, it you know the the days of just being able to like you said just go out and play these venues it's really not there because like and it goes back to exactly what you said. The kids just aren't coming out like they used to. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean they don't listen to your music right. online or they don't stream your, you know, buy your stuff. But 
They're not going to come. Yeah, see dude, you it's, like a, it's a Spotify syndrome. It's like a band. It's like book my venue. I could, dude. I get, I get an email, and and by no means, I don't mean disrespect. To, and I'm the person that emails every festival. So I, again, I have to reiterate this. I don't mean this in a bad way, but I get 15 emails a day from bands saying, "Can you put me on? Check out our Spotify numbers." If I hear a fucking band tell oh, yeah. me that they have. 20,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to kill somebody because that there is not a direct correlation to bands that have 20,000 monthly Spotify listeners and they will come to your show people. I'd always wondered about that because like, you know, I don't know enough bands to like say that for, you know, a fact that, Oh, this number will directly correlate. It does does not really doesn't. I'll be honest. my, My experience is that, it's, you know, I look at a band like Keep Flying, like, I was like, if you, you know, you need to have Spotify numbers and social numbers that don't uh, take you out of the conversation, right? But you don't need, if I see a band that has played five shows and has 100,000 monthly Spotify listeners, I'm going to be weary. And I have every right to be weary because right. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Keep Flying can play every venue in the East Coast and bring 40 kids, Right. Every, almost every venue in the East Coast is yeah. 30 to 100 kids. Mm-hmm. Some markets better, some markets worse. They have eight to 10,000 yeah. monthly Spotify devoted listeners. I'd rather have 100 diehards than 1,000 ghosts on social media. That's, that's, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, more people need to see that and think that too because, you know, I've seen plenty of bands are like, oh, like – Here's our song. It's got fifteen thousand listen, you know, streams. And then I look at the band, and they don't have anything on social media that's pertaining to how many kids they come to their shows, or even if they've right. been playing shows. And it's like I, you know, what? Where's the cor- exactly? What it's you said, tough to the see it sometimes. You know, back in the MySpace days, this was the same thing. You know, bands would have fucking three million plays on a song. I mean, it's just weird. I'm not saying people are cheating, but it's like I'm not interested in you promoting me yourself that way. I'm interested in you telling me that we just did, we did five weekend tours in a row. We slept on floors and we write good songs. Well, I think it's safe to say it's an old school mentality that if we have the views, then exactly. people want to, you know, people want to book us. And it's it's not a good mentality, but it's definitely that that you know, and like you said, MySpace is the best way to put it. I mean, that's that's yeah, that really, MySpace that's mentality. Actually, a really good term. You should quote. You should coin it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do and a, also a trademark it. Appreciate. I feel like for you, you, I mean, you're so rooted in the, mm-hmm. you know, Pennsylvania scene that I'm sure if a band reaches out to you and they're, you know, have kind of like speculative numbers, you could immediately get that information from well, like yeah, anybody but, in your yeah, I mean, and, I'm sure, you know. As yeah, the, I mean, I could, but I don't want to and... start it. I mean, I, I'm not the type of person that's going to ever, ever like be like, you guys are fucking cheating. Like, I get it. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, but yeah. It's no, I didn't mean, dog. Yeah. If you feel like you, that you need in order to get a look from a label or look from a promoter or look from an agent, like do your mm-hmm. thing, no problem. But the bottom line is if your songs aren't good, nobody's going to give a shit. And that's the best advice I ever got from Jarrett from yeah. Bowling for Soup in 2009 or 2000. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. We did a tour with four shows of Bowling for Soup. And I was like desperately trying to, cause I knew Jarrett was a songwriter and like wrote songs for famous people. And I was like, yo, what do I need to do to bring the space pimps at the time to the next level? And he said to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, you write a hit song and they'll find you. So all of these years, anytime somebody shows me numbers, blah, blah, blah. If they can't back it up, then, then, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I have nothing to say to them. And John Feldman gave similar advice. 
He said, if you can't sell out your hometown and you don't write good songs, then there's nothing that I can do with, for you. And that's saying that if you can sell out your hometown, that, that's a representative market to every market in the United States. That means that it can be copy and pasted. Whatever you're doing well in your hometown, right? Then you can, you can be copy and pasted on a larger level. And, and, and I believe that, man. I, believe, I live and die by that. I learned that from Feldman. I learned that from the band from here in Pittsburgh called Punchline. They said the same stuff. So let me ask you a question as, as, a, as a smaller band. So little little, little sure. backstory behind the question. I am awful at reaching out to promoters and promoting ourselves. because, And I, I say the, the best way to right. say it is I'm too humble. Like, I'm always like, I don't want to, like, oversell myself and look like an asshole. And then I'm like, I also don't want to, like, undersell right. myself and look like an asshole. So I'm like, I never know <laughs> what to say. So when you get, like, these emails from smaller bands – looking to not, not just necessarily four chords, just booking in general. Like what is something that jumps out? Like what? And, and Oh, sorry. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What is something that jumps out? No, you're good. I, 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 <laughs> I thought there was more, but there wasn't my, my, my mind was say that, that, that you just asked <laughs> it the golden question. That question is the question that every single band starting out needs to ask themselves. How do you get the attention of people that can put you on shows and do good things for you? This is I, all I can do is speak from experience. Okay. What I don't want to hear personally, and even when I reach out, I don't want, you know, four paragraphs talking about all your achievements and links to every single one of where I can see you. Here's this video, that video, Spotify. Be like, hey, I'm going to pop on band from, from, from blah, blah, blah. I was hoping you'd check it out and give it consideration for a show. End of story. That's it. You know, let the music speak for itself. You know, um, obviously, when, you know, you got to understand there's 50 bands trying to give the pitch. So how can you give an elevator pitch that's going to differentiate and deviate away from what all these other people are going to do? It's being short and not giving a fuck, right? Because every person you email, dude, they're not the ones that are going to bring you to the next level. There's 50 other Rishi right. from Four Core Music Festivals, you know, and, and I refuse. I've been said no to more than I've said yes to 50 fold, you know, but I, I, I just when people say no to me it, makes me, it makes me even more motivated. So my suggestion would be to one be friends with everybody, you know, play a shit show, do a shit show for somebody on tour. Mm -hmm. Even if there's 15 people, you know, take $25 out of your bank account, give it to the band that's on tour, you know, make it, make it worthwhile. Right. Like, like you're doing it right, right now. You're talking to me. You, you talked to Mark from goalkeeper. You talked to John James Ryan. Like, dude, these, like Mark is the dude in Philly. John is the dude in long Island. I'm the dude in Western Pennsylvania and Eastern Ohio. Like, like this is, I don't even know if you need to be doing this, but you're doing it. And this is the way to do it. Right. Be friends, man. Be like, hey, like, let me push you. Let me bump your new song on Spotify to all my followers. Let me do the show for you. Let me, you know, anything I can do to help, right? That's what the community is based on. That's what a scene is based on. It's about helping other people. 100%. And like that, that, I mean, you said it, you said it perfect. It's really, you need to promote, the music's got to do it. It goes back to what you said before. You need to have good music. Yeah, and it's also, I feel like, you know, there's no room for egos, especially now in this scene. Like, it's not what it was 10 years ago. Oh, so that's a great point. Who's there to support it? You, you, like, you have, to, you have to be the nice guy in this situation. I actually remember I was watching, um, I think it was a video of Turnstile. Nice. It's, uh, you yeah. know, like, Hate Five Six, all of those, like, films. Fucking love those. Um, and they were at, like, some, they were playing some church or whatever. And, uh, you know, like the security guard comes up and like, 
you know, the second to last song or whatever and shuts it down. And everybody's like, yo, I would have punched that security guard. I would have beat the shit up. I'm like, yeah, that's a great way to never get back invited uh-huh. you know, never get invited back to a venue. Definitely. Or like a town, you know? So- well, I mean, I know, I mean, back on that, on that point, like I know a promoter, this kid was, uh, I'm not going to use names, but you know, they were, I'm friends with the promoter and he was, there was this, this kid, local guy from Poughkeepsie was in a few bands and he got, a bad rap as a as a concert goer, and this promoter told me, he "Goes any band or project that really? kid's ever in, I will not book them." Awesome. Yeah, and it you know it just goes to show you got to have respect. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, man. I mean, I mean, I don't want to name names either, but then again, you know, like I don't, I really don't give a fuck at this point in my life. You know, like what what, what really people think of me, and honestly, like if anybody, you can ask anybody who knows me. I'd rather I'd rather you love me or hate me. Like, don't ever be like, oh, that Rishi guy, he's okay. Like, I'm not I'm not lukewarm, and I don't want to be lukewarm. There was a band three years ago that I for and I'll never do this again. I, I had to put on this. On, they were a small band. I had to put on four chord because they were on a package tour with a, with a larger band that was on four chord, and they were a band from West Virginia. And I we I didn't like them because West Virginia is uh, is like our neighbor essentially. Like uh, that that scene is kind of close to Pittsburgh. We're in southwestern PA. And Morgantown, West Virginia, actually, at one point a few years ago, had a great scene. There's a venue there that is awesome called 123 Pleasant Street. Great venue, really? great people that run it. Um, and so this band, there were allegations that I knew about and about them and sexual harassment and blah, blah, blah. This fucking band had the worst attitude I've ever – I mean, they, they were in, – in, in all respect to them, they were going to sign to a big record label. And – I, I kicked them off four court when I found out about these allegations, which ultimately led a domino effect and they actually lost their record deal um, for, because, of, because of this. The band broke up. The band – listen, there is no, no room for, for egos, for attitudes, for taking advantage of in this scene. And, and I just – I really believe that and I want to walk the talk on that um, because, because, again, you know, we are all grinding, dude. Nobody is better. If you guys signed up Sony Music tomorrow, that's only going to be good for me. You know, now that we're best friends, right? But, you know, if Mark from Goalkeeper signs <laughs> yeah. Hopeless, like, that is going to be great for us. I don't know why people get so upset over all that. Right. Yeah, it's like, it literally is a community. That's what it is. That's and actually what hurt you Pixie so? was Trust, those egos. Yeah. Huge, huge. And like, oh, yeah. And I can, you know, I... I when we came into the scene in 2013, I mean, Poughkeepsie oh, yeah. used to be a very thriving scene. And, uh, you know, Jeff Menning went south. And he, you know, he stopped bringing, you know, booking bands around here with the punches broke up, which bands stopped coming right. through in that respect as well. And a lot of the locals, there was like this lust for, oh, yeah. I'm going to be the band. And it created click. It became clicky and ego-y and it really, it really, really hurt the scene. Weren't there some like gangs there too or something? There like were that? really like gangs, but that was, that was like a, to- oh no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't our crowd. That was, that was, a, that was those are deep oh, rooted oh, from like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I remember back in the yeah. day, man, some, I mean, what, Poughkeepsie, uh, a band called Matchbook Romance was from Poughkeepsie. Um, yeah, Matchbook was a great yeah. band. Yeah, I mean, Epitaph like Records, though. like they were huge. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. I don't know if you yeah, just surrender, but they grew up. So I well, fun little fact: they're they're they grew up literally oh wow five fifteen minutes from my house, like yeah, small little record, town we, called Dover. We a new album we recorded in Jersey in Pompton Plains at, at Portrait Recording Studios, where like the starting line and all these bands recorded. And when we were moving in the studio, the old lead singer from Just Surrender's new band was moving out uh, with Abandon. They're called, and uh, 
They are awesome. Look them up. I didn't They're know about really, that. really good band. But yeah, uh, Wait, Chris Bedami. Who recorded he, um, you there in Jersey? He did a bunch of. He did the early November, okay. all the early November albums. Uh, Starting Line, uh, Phoenix TX, Houston Calls, Alistair, like a bunch of the drive-through records uh, bands, which is like w- the record label that we, my generation, like it affected us tremendously. Like drive-through records had Newfound Glory, Phoenix TX, The Starting Line, Finch, Alistair, Homegrown, Early November. Um, it was the record label, man, for to, to, for bands. Yeah, the, so right, many great bands right. you just named off there. Well, cool. uh, Rishi, we are coming up on time. So um, what we usually do at the end is we save it, you know, again, with like the theme of community, we like to, um, you know, hand the ball over to you and you can do, you know, any shout outs or, you know, maybe if uh, Eternal Boy has any, you know, upcoming, um, you know, releases, yeah. maybe, you know, if you're comfortable with sharing that too. Um, yeah, this is your time, you know, take as long as you want just to, Call well, out first whatever, of all, thank you guys anything, for having you know, me. I, exciting I, I, I love up. doing this stuff. I love talking about the scene. I love the community, and I love the entire you know music community. And if there's anything I can do to help you guys, certainly don't don't hesitate to ask, and I won't hesitate to ask you if you know if you. I appreciate right. that. Um, say, I mean, Eternal Boy. Time. If you're into pop punk from uh, early 2000s uh, era pop punk, the first gen, uh, we have a new album we just finished recording. We are we're planning to release it this summer, but things are a bit. <laughs> as everybody knows, on hold. Yeah, shaky at best. So we are planning <laughs> that release now. It's being released under Four Core Music, which is the record label I started um, on top of uh, the festival. And if you didn't notice, uh, the Four Core Music Festival 7 is happening. But of course, um, you know, I'm not trying to put anybody at risk here. Uh, I do have a new date. I'm going to announce in the next couple weeks, along with yeah. also new band additions. So not only are the same bands, cross my fingers, almost all of them we're going to get, uh, for uh, the new date, but there are two editions that I'm going to add to it. And I just, you know, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate you having me on. Congrats, man. Yeah, you guys time, man. Of course, it was awesome dude. to have you on. Hey, man, but um, you stay safe. I can't wait for the announcement to come out. Um, yeah, I definitely want to make my way over there. And, you know, I know these boys can drive. <laughs> come hang anytime to, you want, man. I'll take care of the you guys. festival. So, <laughs> yes, of course. Hell yeah, of man. Course, man. Thank you, too, you so guys. much, and uh, yeah, see you later. Have a good night. Hopefully, we can talk soon. Have a good one, brother. Right. Bye. I didn't give up. I just let go of all the demons in my soul. Didn't give up. I just let go of all the demons in my soul. Guessing what I'm doing here Am I the only one who feels this way? Take me
My soul. I 